This is episode 226 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Ed Trevino on the show to talk about Luciano cigars and some other industry topics. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now, on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 226 of How About That Cigar Live. Guys, thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar on your favorite audio podcast platform. Take just a minute. Uh, take just a minute share us out to your favorite facebook cigar groups and hit those like and subscribe buttons it really means a lot to us and helps us out a ton as well so here in the corona cigar studios it's uh 27 28 degrees out it's it's starting to get a little cold yeah uh, but in inside it's you know a perfect 67 degrees but, but we're really lucky we've got a half an inch of snow out there right now yeah it's the middle of december We'll get punished in January and February, but oh, I'll, I'm happy we're with gonna this get, right now. We're going to get punished, I think, temperature-wise. I don't know about snow-wise, but I think temperature-wise, we're going to get punished. Well. Yes, David, we did miss you. Thank you very much. Hello, uh, David. Great to have you here, as always, my friend. Um, let's, so, talk about, let's talk about getting our big guy over there, the bearded <laughs> one, the on the camera. The great bearded producer, Mr. Uh, Mr. Justin, Justin Lawler. Justin. Hey brother, on, how you doing? You know, it's I, I'm I turned I had to turn off the game. Yeah, why, you why were getting a little freaking snippy. Why would you do such a the Green Bay? Uh, Green Bay's playing the Giants right now, and I was just getting way too into it. A little like bit on I, the edge, like I always do. So I just had to turn the game off. If anybody wants to give live scoring updates, you know, in the comments, no, while we're... unless unless Green Bay <laughs> is losing, because I don't want to deal with him. No, unless Green when, Bay's winning. <laughs> you just want to poke the bear that's the problem i can't help myself well let's talk about your jets yes they pulled off a victory i mean it wasn't just a victory it was a trouncing they, they did stop they the killed the texans and the vikings played soccer on sunday whoa i heard dude. about that it was a soccer game wow. so vikings three raiders nothing okay it was scoreless until five like, minutes six minutes left i something like that yeah. um so it's i mean that's like historic there's only i think there in since the formation of the the, the national football league i think there've only been 3 games decided with a 3 to nothing score the last one was in 1988 mm. and then yesterday happened so at least we're making history right yeah. it was it was it was like european football yeah. football yeah, it was uh it was I didn't watch the game. I just watched the No, I actually I did have the game on in the house yesterday. And well, just apparently there wasn't much to watch. So. There really wasn't. Yeah. It, it, somebody 
So we're all at Reds. We had our Reds Christmas party yesterday. We were all there. Somebody had the balls to say this is a great defensive game. It really it that, wasn't. That, it was there was just shitty offense. That's the, yeah, because there have there are really low scoring games uh, where you can say that, where you can say this was a fantastic defensive effort on both sides. Yeah. But the defenses were just playing keep away, essentially. I mean, it was both offenses looked completely exhausted. Anemic. Like like from the very beginning of the game, it's like you know the the first drive starts and you're looking at both these teams going are these guys asleep uh-huh. yeah. i mean they seriously looked tired so tired. i don't know i don't know what that was about but that, that was interesting um so the the wilds minnesota wild are still like just incrementally making improvements since they fired their coach about i don't know 3 weeks or a month ago but they're still just really not putting up the numbers that they need to. They're second to the last in the central division. They're just, I mean, is it too late to say there's always next year for them or I, I honestly, I mean, it's only December, Yeah, but the wild are probably not going to fare to somebody's got their volume. Fucking rookie. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're just, I don't know. I was getting, I was getting into the cigar. Oh yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. The Dreamer Lancero. Look at that. So good. It's Look Lancero. at that. Uh, well, that actually leads us into... The it mystery le- It leads rum. us into our guest, but it also leads in... Before we do that, let's talk about the mystery beverage. The mystery beverage is 15 years old. Ooh. 15 years old. It's from Panama. Almost and it's old a rum. enough to drive. And it's a rum. Panamanian rum. Well, I poured the glass, uh, what, about a half hour ago. Yep. It's had plenty of time to breathe. It smells fantastic. It's like butterscotch and like those those really nice n- n- like natural rum, grassy kind of floral notes. I'm going to get a little sip here before we bring on our special and, and guest. And for those that don't know on the show, this month is Rum Month brought to you by our Puerto Rican friend, Raul Ramos. Mm. Oh, man. And I am drinking a non-alcoholic hops water. Hops water because that's what I do. <laughs> you know me with the root beer. Oh, it's yeah. Fletcher. Should we find out what so our this stuff's really good? I know the first taste. It's um. I haven't given you shit yet. It's got great texture. Um, it's probably right at that eighty proof mark, uh, which I don't mind at all. Is is there a party in your mouth right now? There's. <laughs> well, there's honestly there's a lot of like. Like there's the sweetness kind of reminds me of like fruit, like dried, dried fruit, dried figs. And, uh, you know, you get those dried peaches and apricots mm-hmm. or whatever. This is really good stuff. I, I'm going to try to decide. I don't know a lot of Panamanian. I only know a couple Panamanian rums, hmm. but I'm going to try to decipher this as we go. We yeah. should probably find out what our guest is drinking. We should absolutely bring do that. him in there. Guys, it is time to bring on our special guest of the evening. And as always, special guests on How About That Cigar brought to us by our friends at Drew Estate. And Drew Estate originally introduced Chateau Real in 2007. Not long after that launch, this cigar brand mysteriously disappeared. And 
The story became that only of folklore, legend, and even controversy. Now, Chateau Real makes a triumphant return exclusively at Drew Diplomat Retailers, a luxurious blend crafted to highlight the cigar's Connecticut shade forward flavor. Its balanced blend of well-aged Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos are wrapped in a beautiful Connecticut shade wrapper leaf. This cigar is available in Robusto, Toro, and Churchill only at Drew Diplomat Online Premium Cigar Retailers presented in 20-count boxes. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please help us out, put your hands together, and welcome to episode 226 of How About That Cigar Live from Luciano Cigars. Ed Trevino, welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, I wanted to have some good amount of smoke for the introduction there, so I don't, I don't, I don't think it worked. It, it looks, sounded cool in my head. So, what are you smoking, brother? Dude, I'm smoking the. Uh, let's see, where's my camera here? I'm smoking the the Tiago Familia Elahita, the mm. new release. This is the Habano wrapper, using Dang. a Habano wrapper binder, Nicaraguan filler. Uh, just released under the new branding, beautiful Familia Elahita means chosen family. Tiago is Tiago Splitter, co-owner in our company, just a great dude, NBA All-Star, um, coach of the Rockets, great dude, just a personal friend, great guy. Uh, I just met him through this business, but uh, Luciano and he have been close for a long, long time. So chosen family, often better than blood family, especially with my crazy-ass family sometimes. You got that right. <laughs> yeah, fr friends are the family you choose. That's uh, that's, that's right. definitely true. Um, so, uh, I think, I mean, these guys have cigars going. I think it's time I for me Matt to get, get a I think it's time for me say, to get a can cigar. Can I say one thing? Up. Of course you can. I feel out of place right now because I'm the only one without a beard and your beard <laughs> looks phenomenal. We know Justin looks phenomenal. Yours is pretty good too. It's all right. It's all right. But me with this baby face and chubby cheeks. <laughs> dude, somebody check this guy's ID, dude. <laughs> Why? Why? So we can get him the senior discount. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! How about we do that coast man, buddy? <laughs> Starting off hot. <laughs> All right, so I am gonna fire up uh, Marie, Marie oh. Lucia. Ooh, uh, and I'm very excited to smoke this guy. That is my favorite cigar, second favorite cigar behind uh, Luciano Dreamer. Oh, dude, that Luciano Thank Dreamer. You, I'm a Lancero guy. I love that ever since it came out. Holy soccer squatch. I got to be careful because my my arm is still tweaked from I hurt my arm a couple weeks ago. I, mean, I don't know if, we're, if we got work in the comp here or still not. Still so tweaked. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't and I I didn't hurt it doing cigar stuff, so it doesn't I can't really get uh, We won't tell you what he hurt it on. <laughs> Matt, I I think you were holding that soccer squatch too low, man. You got to go a little higher on the thigh there. Right, move it around. We call it Matt Sebation. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Man. <laughs> You're going off the rails quick. Oh, back to the Dunbarkin. Barking. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get my cigar fired up here. <laughs> All right, here we go. When lighting your cigar, it's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. There we go. And every time, it's like, 
I didn't even move my lips. Skin that ventriloquist. I know. Down. It's impressive. I want to say thank you to our friends at Drew Estate who brought me in as a guest. Thank you for sponsoring that. Thank you to well, Steve yeah. and for sponsoring the lighting up of the cigar. Great people <laughs> all the way around. We love that. It's really cool, man. We got a lot of great friends in the business and they're great people. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this business, honestly, the, the longer I spend time getting to know people in the cigar business, we, one of, one of sort of our, our phrases we keep repeating here at how about that cigar is cigar. People are the best people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've just found that to be the more and more I meet people, you know, um, in this business, the vast majority of them are just really cool people that you want to hang out with. You want to share your life stories with stuff like that. Speaking of really cool people and life stories, and we got Ed here. I'm sure he's got plenty of that to go around tonight, huh? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There's pressure. I want to start off. Someone just said hello. I don't know. CP Hunt. I'm not sure if that's our boy Courtney Hunt from California. Is that a good deal? Is that him or is that another? Yeah. From uh, he's on YouTube. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. First time yeah. I've seen him on here. This yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good evening. Well, I've known that guy a long time. If it's him, and if it's not him, I like this guy too. I don't yeah, know. it's cool. Well, Ed, one of the things that we love finding out from people um, is about their first cigar experience because everybody's first cigar experience is a little different. So, uh, do you remember the first hand rolled premium cigar you fired up? If you happen to remember what it was and what the occasion was, I do. I do. It was, uh, let's see, back in 1994, I'll say, uh, probably giving away a lot of personal information here, but uh, it's funny because uh, it was actually on my, my 18th birthday, and uh, I uh, smoked a CAO Cameroon mm. uh, at the time for my local retailer, uh, and I went in on the uh, my 18th birthday to get pipes and cigars because me and a bunch of buddies were actually in Bible college together. And we're so dumb. We're thinking like, how cool would it be to do our theology homework and smoke cigars at the same time? And so that's what we did. Our little study group did that. And we all got together. And then I never looked back from cigars. Started working in the shop part-time and then got picked up by CAO. So my first cigar was actually a company I worked for uh, when Chano was alive and then stayed with them a long time. And then now here with Luciano Cigars. So I remember the cigar fondly. It was what really turned me into this world and helped me to understand the craftsmanship of the product, but also the community of people. Yeah, no, that's cool that, um, and I know, so you know, I did a little so bit of say more. I don't know. No, no. Say more. I, that was you're, a short version. You're, you're breaking, you want. you're breaking up a little bit here and there. So I think the, uh -huh, the connection okay. needs to sort of improve, but I will give it a second and it'll, it'll sometimes it heals Works itself. itself huh? Yeah. Um, but you know, you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, starting to work for CAO, but even before, um, you know, has pretty much your, has, has cigars been your, your business, your way of earning a living pretty much since you entered the workforce or did you have other, um, other work interests before cigars? Yeah. Um, I started really early at 18 and so, um, so for me, you know, that was really early. I did work at like a water park when I was a kid as a lifeguard. Cause I think I, you know, was out there wanting to save lives and also see pretty girls or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but also it was, uh, uh, I worked at a sandwich shop, you know, those, those kid jobs, those first jobs, you know, but, uh, once I found the cigar shop, it was definitely important to me to, 
to stay in that world. I had other jobs that, you know, kind of paid the bills and I worked through the corporate side of things and insurance and stuff like that. But I always had my toe in the cigar shop and uh, I got promoted uh, pretty much as high as I could go with a company I was with in insurance. And then I was like, man, I hate my life. So I'm going to go work full time at the cigar shop and take a 65% pay cut because uh, I want to be happy. And so yeah. I did that and uh, never looked back. And ever since then, uh, took some of the corporate background and stuff that I learned there and then used that in the cigar world and moved through. And now uh, Luciano is crazy enough to let me help run this uh, organization <laughs> for him. So, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I, I call him crazy like a fox. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good move by he's him. He's a good guy. Good guy. So, Thank you, guys. I'm curious also, you know, you started um, – you know, in, on the retail side of cigars and then, you know, working for CAO, um, talk us through the progression, you know, and some of the, some of the people who you've worked with companies you've worked with. And especially one of the things we love hearing from people is the names of some of the good people who have mentored you along the way in, in the business of premium cigars. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. It's um, it's part of the journey, and it's often overlooked by people. And you learn good things. You learn some not-so-great things over the years. But you often, if you're not you know, always learning, then uh, then there's a real problem. Mm-hmm. And I've been really fortunate to have some great people uh, you know, teaching me through the years and, and helping to move through stuff. But uh, for me, on the retail side, I worked for just a family that was trying to create something for their family. Uh, it was very, very kind and, and very cool. And then they realized that um, – when CAO had a need that I was the guy that really should be running it to become their uh, Northwest regional sales manager, uh, which consisted of 13 states from California over to Kansas. So that was kind of, kind of crazy. Um, but uh, working with them and that's where I met uh, Jono Osgener. Um, Jono was one of the sweetest, kindest, most intelligent people uh, that I've, that I've met in my life. And he was very, very kind and, uh, I studied a lot from him and learned a lot from him. And and his son, Tim, who was the president of the company, uh, taught me a lot as well. And then as we're moving through and doing a lot of that and kind of learning the business and figuring out that the world is so much bigger than just my little local cigar shop, um, you know, they, they taught me a lot on how to do these sorts of things and, and carry kind of my people-focused mentality into a world of something that I could, um, you know, help serve in this manner to do. And uh, so they were great. And then um, – Chano is still very, very close to my heart um, as he passed some years back, but I uh, was really, really great and, and instrumental in, in taking a chance on a on a dude from a local shop in Sacramento, California to bring him in. And uh, I owe him a lot of gratitude for that. And then as we uh, merged together, uh, there were quite a few people, um, you know, that uh, kind of helped and listened and paid attention. You know, Gary Himes at the time uh, with Scandinavian Tobacco Group and everything that's, as they were you know, purchasing CAO and, and merging together and purchasing the majority of general and merging those together and merge them all together, brought us all together. He was a great listener and a good leader uh, for sure in my life. And then um, moving in, I worked for this guy named Chris Tarr at uh, General Cigar. And uh, this is one of the smartest business guys and most relatable guys that I know out there. Um, he's just a, a really good dude. Um, he's hard to work for. He demands excellence. Um, and at the same time, uh, I, I learned to really respect that and work as hard as I could for for a guy like that that was honest, direct, push and push to make sure and pull the best out of everybody that worked for him. So 
Uh, he may be uncomfortable as I talk about these sorts of things. So sorry about that, Chris, but he's always been instrumental in, <laughs> in building up uh, who I am in the business, taught me a ton about the business side of things. Um, and then as I left that side of the business, just to try to get a little bit more personal and outside of the larger kind of more, uh, you know, corporate kind of, of work, because that's such a big machine there. I started working, I want to get back with small business and, and kind of help people and really kind of get back into that side of things. So um, I left there and then helped a local guy near me to build up his business a little bit and then um, went into working for some of the old guys I used to work with at CAO um, during the COVID years here and uh, helped hmm. them out in the West for for the guys at Crown Heads, which are just great guys too. Um, you know, I learned a lot from, you know, connections with, you know, John Huber and and those guys and Miguel Shodell, just really good people. So that was really cool. Uh, taught me a lot there, but also just were always advocates uh, in that. So met some good dudes there. And then that's how I met Luciano. Um, yeah. At the time we were distributing Luciano cigars and he was getting into the market with his own brand. And uh, I realized that this is a special dude. This is a dude who uh, is so different from anyone else in this industry. He's so genuine and humble and pure, uh, intelligent, uh, caring, and so people focused that he just, um, he had a different mindset. So many different countries and all this extra. He connected up with me on that for, for that. I think I kind of zoomed out a little. Is that right? Everything will go okay? Yeah, you're back now. You're back now, yep. Cool, cool. So, yeah. So I uh, met Luciano and just that dude is so different. And he's such a great guy. And then he connected up with me and... Uh, uh, it became uh, time to take his brand and make it first first fiddle in the minds of, of everybody and create a sales organization that they could uh, um, get together and, and promote and, you know, kind of complete the circle of sea to smoke or vertically integrated, as they call it, this industry. Uh, so he wanted to take his brands to uh, premium cigar shops into the consumer base uh, through his own sales team, but he... He uh, felt as if I was the right guy to do that. So he came to me and asked if I would help him build that. And um, uh, I told him, I said, I'm not sure I know how to do this. And he says, you know more than you think you know. And I, hmm. I want you because of your character. And that was a huge compliment in my in, in my world. So um, character is all important to me for sure. So I joined up with him on that and only made a few mistakes. But uh, he's right. I did know more than I thought I did. And we've been doing great. We built up a great sales team. And um, we are exploding, and you guys see the momentum. I mean, great product, yeah. vertically integrated with a great team of people who care about people and care about cigars. Uh, there's no other, there's no other thing that could be more important to me. So, uh, Luciano has been tremendously important to me and his family. You know, we we also always say that the cigar world is a family. Yeah, but in Luciano. You really see that. You see that in the company. Dude, you see that. It's legit. You talk dude, it's to totally legit. Yeah, you can really mm -hmm. see that come out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people talk about family. They throw that around. I've been in the corporate world where they talk about, oh, we're all family here. You know, employee number 74286. You're part of the family. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not really family. You know, when I have an employee yeah. number. Um, but at the same time, you know, Luciano and his family has been gracious to me and to many other people. Uh, Panda, you know, Mike Grieg, all these guys that have just brought into his family and many more that are in Nicaragua that we, we know and love. And um, it's, it's truly a family, 
family dynamic. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I love hearing also from people is the stories from when they do have a chance to go to the country of origin of these cigars. So for you going to Nicaragua, visiting the factory, visiting the farms, what's, what is your favorite part about those trips and, and the, the process that you get to see and learn from while you're down there? Well, shoot, I can go to Nicaragua and get any pair of Jordans that I want, you know, for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like it. Cool, I guess they're, they're not really Jordans. I don't think though, but, but, uh, no, I, I've been to, uh, I've been in Nicaragua quite a few times over the years with CAO and such. And then, uh, um, you know, moving through and then been to Dominican been to Honduras, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, going to Nicaragua, um, back in August with Luciano was a very different experience. It wasn't guided in any way. It wasn't like, Hey, check this out. Here's a cool spot to see, you know, or whatever. It was just like rolling with Luciano and going out there and seeing what he does day to day. Uh, as he creates and as he monitors everything, it was really, really cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. Great experience. It was really kind of in the depths of things. We're going to bodegas and there's like a Rottweiler standing over there staring at me like he wants to eat me or come over and get pet by me. I couldn't really tell. <laughs> um, but we were there to check out the tobacco and then I made friends with the little Rottweiler. So we were cool. Uh, he didn't eat me. So, but uh, it's a different experience because you go and you see the pride of the culture and you see that people care so deeply. Uh, and then it kind of puts a little pressure on my shoulders. It's like, man, you know, we got to actually perform and sell some cigars in the U.S. to make sure and take care of these people that are working so hard for generations at making these great cigars uh, that we get to enjoy sometimes casually and sometimes in groups. And um, we have this lifestyle that's afforded to us because of the efforts of these people in these countries. And so I want to do the best I can possibly do just to be able to help and uh, support these kinds, these people and their efforts and their families' efforts to to create this, this wonderful experience that we have. So uh, I love Nicaragua. I love the people down there. I love the hustle and bustle and craziness. I love the realness of it all. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And with Luciano, we get to see a lot of the realness and there's just, you know, the farmers and the joy on their face and, you know, with what they're doing and create, it's just so cool. So yeah, if, if you haven't done it, I say go do that, but I know you guys have probably done that. No. I, I've been a couple times. Nope. Uh, I've I been haven't. to Nicaragua a couple times, but these guys haven't had a chance to go yet. Me and Justin haven't oh, been there yet. We got to fix that, man. So we'll <laughs> we'll make it happen. Definitely. I'll tell you, and Justin, not a single person in Nicaragua has a beard like ours, bro. So it's like you're walking around. I have my big aviators on. I'm smoking a cigar. And I'm walking around. People are driving by almost like running into stuff. Like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, what's up, American? My bad. We're right. good. Love you. Hugs. but well cool luciano has been has been generous enough to offer uh, a trip for us a couple times but the timing has just never worked out and i i i have talked to him a couple times and just promised him i said we will make the timing work one of these days i promise it's just up here with day jobs and families and and all that just making things like that work it's tricky but we'll make it happen that's who he is and what he does man he just uh um, you know, he's just, just a giving guy, man. So, so I got a cool. question for you. Well, we got a bunch of questions for you while you're down there and you're visiting the farm. Has a thought ever popped in your head? Like I want to make my own cigar for Luciano. Oh, I want to blend question. my own cigar. That's a good question. Uh, I can tell you generally a hundred percent. No, 
Uh, I have not uh, thought of making my own cigar. It's, dude, it's like a serious craft, bro. It's like a, it's like a real skill. It's something that I think has to be in the blood. And maybe that's because I see everyone that's working there and the different aspects of production uh, that it's so real and genuine to them. Um, I, I personally would almost see it as a little bit insulting saying that, you know, I'm a cigar maker and, you know, and I go in there, it's like the company is cigar makers and full of cigar makers. Um, but man, I'll tell you, it's, I have a different set of skills and I think this world is great because people have different journeys, different backgrounds, different things to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't have to be mine, but I can love the cigars and help. Like I said, in another way is I can help try to create a passionate sales team that cares and is efficient and does great work and brings great experiences to consumers here in the U.S. and abroad uh, to support those people that that's their passion. So for yeah. me, I haven't had the desire to to do that. I haven't had desire to, you know, make cigars. I've tried it a few times and it's way harder than you think it is. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a real art and I'm not yeah. super creative like that. Well, but it's cool because what, like, like you said about people kind of finding their, their spot, you know, selling on its own, but not only selling, but also building a sales team and guiding a yeah. sales team, supporting a sales team, um, you know, men mentoring and, and cheering on a sales team, yeah. um, is is uh its own set of skills it's its own art if you will and mm -hmm. it's i mean it's been shown in not just the cigar industry but a lot of other industries that you know those those successful sales teams are ones that do have the kind of mentality you're talking about they have that they have that um it's a mentorship mentality instead of a instead of a management mentality, you know, a it's got a family aspect to it. It's got a, a guidance aspect to it. It's not just nickels and dimes. And, um, from the sounds of things and from what I know of you and what I know of Luciano, that's, that's sort of the driving force mm -hmm. behind the, the philosophy that he totally. goes by. Yeah, totally. I mean, listen, we've all worked at jobs where, you know, you know, they say people don't quit jobs, they quit managers. You know, all, yeah. and there's some truth to that for sure. You know, we've all had jobs where we're like, are you serious right now? Is this really going on? You know, and, and you do these things. But uh, but at the same time, man, um, I believe that people are uniquely qualified and uh, they have different life experiences. And mine aren't the same as yours, you know, and yours aren't the same as Luciano's or anyone else's that we meet, you know. Um it's just we can if we come together and use our strengths and be able to kind of create that we could be so much stronger together than we can if we have to make sure that everybody's equal or the same mm -hmm. or you know all these things it's like man my background's so different from your background you know i mean i don't even know what to do in 28 degrees just to start you know? how do you shovel <laughs> snow i don't know i don't want to learn it um, but at the same time it's we can still be able to hang together and we can create together and we can support people that are that are in communities. And that's one of the biggest things that got me into cigars is that you can sit in a room with people from all different socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, all different, you know, races, colors, experiences, whatever they do, you know, and we're all just hanging together and laughing together because the cigar is what brings us together. And, and we're better that way. We don't need to, you know, be like, Hey man, I want the same as you and you want the same as me. You know, I don't know, you know, yeah. um, 
but it, it, it's not the same, man, because, you know, what I prioritize in my life may be stupid to what you prioritize in your life or, you know, whatever. But at the same time, we need to be able to kind of kind of work together. And that's kind of how I do everything. So our sales team is a great example of that. I mean, we got some dudes that are just out there, man. You know, just like I'm like, how, how do you even process, man? How do you even think? But you get stuff done, man. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to let you go do that and empower you to go do it. You know, and, and that's what's cool about working together like that. I don't need everybody to be like, you know, nine guys that look like me and do what I do, you know, because, you know, people in different parts of the country are like, that guy's an idiot. I don't want to work with him, you know, but, but we yeah. need to figure that stuff out and work it together because we all, we all care. I had a, I remember I had a sales manager once years ago, cause I haven't been in the sales game for more than 20 years, but, uh, this one sales manager I had, had a great line. He said, if I, if I call you, you better not answer the phone. And what he meant by that is you better be in the middle of a call with one of your clients or one of your prospective clients or in the middle yeah. or in a face to face conversation with, with somebody so important that I, I am too too important it's too important to stop what you're doing and take a call from me he yeah, said yeah. i'll leave a voicemail i'll send you a text although this was actually like early <laughs> in so the was, days of texting. Was a pager <laughs> it was yeah actually and, and uh he said you better not answer the phone when i call and i i thought yeah. that was a great philosophy you know yeah. because he, he wanted us to be engaged with with the people so that was cool yeah i mean to this day i'll call my guys and you know, and I'll find myself because there's always stuff to be done, but I'll find myself just like going into, you know, why I'm calling them. And I have to stop myself. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. Is it a good time? Are, are you good right now? Is there something to I'm going to call back later or or I'll text them in advance and just be like, hey, man, is it a good time for me to give you a call? Let me know because uh, I got to run by a couple things and, you know, and check it out. And, you know, we have to work together like that because no matter what the roles are that are given to us by a company or society or anything else, there's a human being on the other side. And we always need to take care of that, that human being and, and, and be respectful. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Luciano and I, when, when he and I got to know each other, we kind of developed a fast friendship. And I really appreciated that because we had a lot of things in common, uh, fam some family stuff in common and some history stuff in common. And also the, we had, what, what are you making faces? Did you? I want that pocket. He just kept pulling cigars out of his pocket. <laughs> it was like a clown show. Magic pocket. That's all Raul's stressing Sorry. out, dude. Raul's like, dude, what's in there? What's in there? What's in there? He kept pulling them out. That's <laughs> awesome. Didn't mean to get you off. No, I love it. I, I love, love it. it. But I'm freaking, like, freaking Raul just T-boning the conversation. Everybody should have a magic pocket like that, though, honestly. Yeah. But but one of the other things that Luciano and I connected about right away and still connect to connect through to this day is music because we have yeah. similar musical tastes, similar musical backgrounds, and um, if I'm not mistaken, you also have uh, some musical background in you, and and so that's something that's in yeah. your heart. So talk to us a little bit about your music background. A little jazz flute, uh, Brazilian jazz flute though. That's why Luciano hired me. <laughs> No, um, for me, I'm not a super creative guy, you know, in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, I tell some people that that are caring like Luciano and he's like, no, 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 it's not true. Don't say that you are creative. Uh, it's just a different kind of creative, I guess, than maybe what people would normally think of. But for me and what I do in the work is always just, you know, there's a certain skill set that's in place that I love and you can work with people in a certain way. And that is a creative way is to, 
to make sure and bring out the dignity in every individual you talk to rather than search for equality, you know? And I do love that aspect, but there's certain ways that creativity needs to escape, I think, us as human beings. And uh, for me, I've been playing the bass guitar for a very, very long time. And uh, I'm not necessarily a great player. I've been playing for long enough. You'd think I'd be better. Uh, but at the same time, what I do is it's a it's kind of an outlet and an expression for me. Uh, so I volunteer at the local church and I play some bass for them uh, and do that. I've been doing that for a long time. So you put me a little chord chart in the corner and say go and I can usually help. Um, but, you know, you tell me, hey, we're going to do this in the key of G flat with a major seven and, uh, you know, run that with a swing beat with a little bit of a bass count bassy tone. I'm like, what the what what you just say? I don't know what's going on. here. <laughs> Um, but I just love that because it's a way for me to just be expressive in a different way through an instrument. Uh, so bass guitar is, you know, we always have those things where we work for money and we don't necessarily buy what we work in as much, but we always spend all of our money on stupid things off to the side. It's usually bass guitars for me. How many do you have? That's a question. I'm not sure. My wife is watching this. Video, so. <laughs> one, just say one Yeah, I'm for sure, the record. Yeah. Well, there's like I think there's six on the wall, so at home, okay. so she knows about those for sure. No, she knows about all of them. Uh, it's a thing for me. Um, David says you play like Victor Wooten. No, I do not play like Victor Wooten, but I know who that is. That dude's dope. Yeah, um, I actually have a bass signed by Victor Wooten that I actually showed him, and he was at a concert I went to, and he's like, "Yep, that's my signature, bro." And I was like, "Dude, so I got a picture with him. It's cool." Uh, nice. But I do love that stuff. But I bought. I don't know. There's probably. I don't know, eight or nine or so, and there might be one sitting in a shopping cart right now that I'm debating on. <laughs> right on. Early Christmas gifts, right? Right. Yeah, my my brother's a bass player. Um, oh yeah. But he and he used to have a lot, uh, but he uh, he paired it all the way down to one. He's just got really? his original uh, Fender uh, P bass. Yep. You know, just the the, o, the OG four string, you know, Fender P bass from the eighties, yep. I think. And, um, he loves that yeah, thing. It's, like, it's the only one he still has as far as I'm aware. I mean, maybe he's bought more since we've talked about it, but, um, Dude, that neck on that base is giant though. It's like a baseball bat on the P bases, man. I got oh a yeah. Jazz base, a little thinner neck. The thing's like, a beast, yeah. man. No, he loves it though. And but, he plays, he played, plays pretty well. I mean, he's he had like, like he's had like five strings and six strings and what's that? What does he like to play? What genre? He likes funk. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That old seventies so, P bass sound sounds good. Oh yeah, I mean you get a little, you know, you get the thumb going, a little bit of slap here and there, and it's it's pretty. Cool. He's he's good too. He yeah, really is like good. Slap at the bass. I slap at the bass. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it a few times. I'm like, no, I don't do that. Hmm. Well, some news came out this week Ooh. that is pretty exciting, Dude, and uh, that is. Uh, the new cigar that's uh, I assume going to be shipping soon. Um, so tell us about that one, Ed. There was a new cigar coming out. I think so. think so. Maybe. I'm I totally kidding. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think of a different brand. I know. No, I no. know it was Luciano cigars. <laughs> I did my research. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I no, had a matrix we, moment we for a second. We don't have anything on the docket. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, uh, exciting news. Yeah, totally exciting news, man. We just announced that uh, we're launching a, uh, a cigar called Underrated. And uh, Underrated is a just a cool, cool concept of a cigar, man. It's going to be 
Uh, first of all, it's going to be in a real, real um, great price point because, uh, you know, st we talked about a little of the culture of our company and our company is all about people and people deserve a great cigar. And even if they want to spend a little bit money or a little less money or that's where they're at, you know, they want to have a great cigar in that price point as well. So, you know, this cigar is going to uh, MSRP right around that 750 to 850 range for the sizes, which is just a great, great price point. Um, that we're going to see we're shipping it in January. Uh, but what's cool about this tobacco, this cigar is that, man, it's got really high end quality products. And since we make cigars and grow our tobacco, we're able to kind of do things in a way, uh, especially with some of the, the harvesting that we've done and some great that we've done as far as how a little bit lower price point. And instead of just like saying, well, shoot, this thing smokes like a $15 cigar. So we just sell it at $15. Uh, that's just not how we operate. You know, we, we want to create a cigar that uh, um, is just great. And if we can create that cigar and still sell that at a retail price point of, you know, $8.50, then we want to do that because um, we want to take care of, of, of everybody. Everybody should have a great cigar, you know, earlier for. So uh, underrated is a, is a cool thing. And, and I think you're already kind of getting the concept and idea of why it's called underrated. Uh, and then you'll see, you know, in the logo and everything, the underrated logo, it's got a line through it. So we're saying, you know, it's like, it's like, are we saying it's an underrated cigar? Or are we saying it's not underrated or what are we saying with it all? And, and that's going to be cool for, to, to hear the conversations as we're moving through, um, on that cigar, but it's got, you know, San Andreas wrapper, uh, it's got Pueblo Nuevo, uh, Mito Tempo cigar or tobacco in there. Um, you know, it's got a Chicago kind of uh, fermentation style in there, which is super unique to us, brings out a ton of flavor. Um, you know, you've got, you know, uh, HVA in there. You know, you've got really high end tobaccos that are going to be in here that you would normally expect a pretty high price point on. And it's going to be in that little old price point. So uh, it's going to be kind of a luxury, great smoking cigar experience in a kind of an everyday price point. So uh, that's going nice. to ship in January. Very cool. Uh, do you know offhand the sizes that are going to be available to consumers? Oh, uh, tested me <laughs> on this stuff here. Um, <clears throat> let's let's come back to me on that one because I do have that. Okay. Well, I think it's cool yeah. because I think I know every there's a company... Toro, there's a Sublime or Sublime Sublime. Uh, then there's a Robusto, and I think there's a Corona Gorda in that. I think hmm. are the four sizes in there. That's our size. Uh, Corona Gorda. You have me at Corona That's Gorda. That's our size. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I really hope that one's really going to be there now because whew, that'd be stressful. <laughs> we'll be calling you. Hey, what happened to that Corona Gold, bro? Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. In his pocket. You're like, damn, he's got yeah, one. We'll in his pocket. Here. <laughs> it's a tube that goes around his way. Right. Well, I think it's cool That's that right. that I think every company needs, and not that Luciano cigars were high price point cigars because. Really, no. overall, the lines are uh, what I would call moderately priced cigars. So there's nothing that's outrageously priced in the, in any of the Luciano lines that I've seen. And mm -hmm. but I think every company needs that that more entry level price point cigar because when you got cigar smokers who you know don't want to spend a lot on a cigar, maybe they haven't reached for a Luciano cigar before because they say, well, twelve dollars is just too much for me, which. You know, for us who smoke cigars every day, $12 is kind of an average price point. It doesn't really bother yeah. us. But for somebody maybe who's either new to the cigar smoking hobby or is on a budget, uh, is on a budget, you know, that gives them an intro to Luciano cigars as a brand. Yeah. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can, it can be that thing that, you know, maybe starts that love affair with, with, uh, that's that cigar consumer and Luciano cigars. And if you're on a budget, that's a good thing. Good cigar. You can smoke every day. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Buy them yeah, by, the, by, by the box. Yep. I think that's the cool thing about this cigar too, is it's not like we're, you know, talking about, let's come out with a budget cigar. That's not what it is. You know, this right. is a, this is a, let's pass something through. That's the right price because we want to be truthful and honest in everything we do. So the yeah. whole story about underrated is about surprise, you know, like, you know, the few people that we've had smoking this cigar right up front, just trying to, it's like, you know, the, one of the first questions I'd ask them is like, Hey man, tell me what price point you think this is for fall on and be honest, man. I mean, we need to know. We're trying to figure this out. Dude, I didn't get a single guy talking about under $15, you know? And yeah. it's like, dude, these things are like just the, the new norm is so high now, you know, on, on cigars and everything that, that there needs to be just a cigar that just stands out and, and is a great surprise to you. We have some traditional cigars that have been around for, you know, decades and decades that are, you know, still in that price point that are good cigars, you know, made by yeah. manufacturers we all know and love. Um, you know, it may not be their crown jewel or whatever, but for us, it's, this is another crown jewel, another jewel there that we can actually put out there. That's just gonna, it's just gonna happen to have a lower price point. So from that aspect, it's actually really cool. Uh, everything about this cigar is, is surprise. I mean, how do we get so much sweetness and boldness in one cigar, you know, and have it come out at that price point with HVA, with Ecuador and tobacco, you know, with Pueblo Nuevo, with, uh, Broadleaf with, you know, San Andreas, all these things that are in there. You're like, dude, are you serious? How does that even happen? And yeah. um, that's that's a, a testament to the craft of our farmers and our, our um, you know, factory employees and being able to create something that's going to be a perfect burn and great and smoke great and have all these great tobaccos. And Luciano is a blender trying to put this stuff together to make it taste like it does and come out with, you know, one of the strongest and sweetest cigars we've ever come out with uh, in our portfolio before. It's it's just super cool to be part of that. So what made you come out, come out with this cigar in January rather than waiting for PCA? Oh, you, good question. Do you have another one coming out of PCA? Yeah. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> well played. Well played. Yeah. I thought you froze for a second. I'm like, are you freezing? <laughs> what happened? Where did I gotta go, dude? You just got stuck. He's so animated, but not right now. It's weird. No, we have uh, shoot. You know, you guys know, man. We're we're a factory, and uh, we're making cigars. And if you've spent any moments with Luciano, you know that that dude has always got tobacco with him. He's always blending. He's yes. always creating. It's part of his DNA, man. He has to create. Um, so there'll be there'll be no shortage. Us coming out with a cigar now is not necessarily a cigar come that you know isn't pulling away from us not having something at PCA or or shoot I don't know June or you know pick a month pick your favorite month of the year I don't know we're gonna have something that we can do <laughs> and create because we're we're cigar makers you know as a company you know and this is what we do is we create and we create amazing stuff and uh, this is a cigar that's gonna be ready late January so that's when it's coming out. Well, it's so cool to see him in action. And I know you have dozens of times, Ed, but Mm -hmm. if you get a chance to be at an in-store event where Luciano's there, he he brings this tote, this plastic tote of tobacco with him, as far as I know, pretty much everywhere he goes. And when he was in Minnesota... Well, didn't he just cut a couple cigars up and and remake them? So he did that, that, 
yeah. he did that too. So he would take like one of his one of his own cigars yeah. and take the wrapper leaf off of it and put a different wrapper leaf on it right there in front of us. Or he'd make a brand new blend from scratch. And he had tobaccos in this tote from Peru, from Nick, obviously Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Ecuador. But he had some from Peru. He had some from Africa. He had some from there was some Afghani tobacco or something. It, Pakistani, Pakistani, Pakistani yeah, tobacco. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. rolling blends for us, and we're, we're passing them around. You know, you know, and it, it's yeah. just so cool to watch him work. And he had 15, 20 of us just mesmerized. Yeah. Yeah. We're all yeah. sitting around in a circle and, and he's trying different tobaccos and he'd take like a little piece of just one leaf and just, just smolder it a little bit to, you know, give everybody a little smell. And it, that's just one of my favorite parts about the process is getting to sense all the individual tobaccos and the way that he does it, the way that Luciano does it when you're at an in-store event with him, he really brings the process alive yeah and, and sorry to be you, looking at my he, phone he kind of puts you on the rolling floor in a way it's really yeah. cool sorry to look at my phone while we're talking here but you know i know you guys are not doing that because of the green bay game or whatever but i want to show you this picture real quick because this is a picture of from the back seat luciano <laughs> rolling a cigar in the front seat as we're rolling down the pan american highway dude in nicaragua mm -hmm. Nice. And I'm like, this dude is like making cigars in the car as we're cruising <laughs> down the road. This guy can't stop, it. man. It's just, it's amazing to see. Uh, just super talented. And if you, I guess, if you can make a cigar in the front seat of a car while you're going down the Pan American Highway, I guess you can make a cigar anywhere. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, do it. Hey, can we talk about the new branding of Tiago and any, any new coming from them? Dude, we can talk about anything you want, Raul. As long as Matt and Justin approve, we can talk about whatever you want. Well, we can't talk about the Packers because he's going to choke me out. But <laughs> it's not I seven promise. seven anymore. I won't, huh? I won't choke you out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna check actually. Yeah. So <laughs> while he's checking that, before he gets mad and throws something, um, the uh, um, we we just released the Tiago. I was just smoking one earlier. The Familia Elahita. That concept of Familia Elahita is chosen family, uh, and. You know, Tiago is a Tiago splitter, you know, NBA all-star, also partner in the business with Luciano. I've known him a long time. He's a Luciano and he have been friends for a long time. And, um, you know, sometimes family uh, that you choose is is tighter bonds and more connected than even blood sometimes. Uh, and those people are important in our lives as we grow. And so we wanted to honor that, that relationship and honor Tiago in that manner. Uh, plus, it's really cool to see pictures of Tiago, who's really tall, and Luciano, who's not. You know, so it's kind of neat to see those guys with pictures together. Um, but uh, they they end up, you know, kind of having a cigar line that can kind of showcase that relationship of of chosen family. Uh, so you'll see everything now with this this cool little you know T logo, you know, and nice. Tiago written on there. You'll see all that stuff coming, and it's hitting shelves right now. So and here's a little Familia Elahita. It's hard to see, but you know, very nice. nice. Like that ring you got on too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a gift from Luciano. Again, I mean, just a caring, giving man. But you know, something he had created and made in Germany. Um, oh, cool! It's solid. Little tobacco leaves on the side and everything. It's like super cool. I was like, man, yeah. that's so kind, so kind. Yeah. Well, speaking of Germany, that's another cool connection. You know, uh, with. Uh, with Luciano because you know this uh, 
this relationship and and collaboration now with uh, with Celie Delay from from Germany, and yeah. and I've been I've been a customer of his, you know, I've bought oh, cigars cool. from him, you know, for years, uh, stuff that I you know either can't get in the states or just would rather buy from him uh, for years now, and then we finally got to meet him at the trade show uh, at PCA uh, back in July. And super cool guy, super down to earth. And that's another cool project to see those guys come together and collaborate, you know, on this Istanbul uh, project mm -hmm. and, and some other stuff. So, um, yeah, talk to us about kind of the d dynamic that you see from those two guys as uh, sort of two, two like fellow mad scientists who kind of totally. get to put their heads together. Yeah. What's cool is the, uh, you know, Delight Istanbul. And the Delay Nicaragua are the two cigars that we're um, we're importing into the U.S. and we're the U.S. distribution for Sali, uh, who is our German distributor for our for all the all the brands, including those brands. And so again, this is chosen family, man. This is Luciano and Sali have been close for a long time. Sali's doing great things in Germany to bring cigars to everyone. You know, it's not just you know, the, the, the banker fat cats or anything like that anymore. It's, it's bringing the culture and the community of cigars just to everybody. And, uh, Solly is just so great at that. He's just such a good human being, again, a genuine heart. Um, so as a result, it just made perfect sense. You know, we have, you know, Solly distributing our stuff there and, and, um, in Germany, uh, helping even with other countries and certain aspects, as far as relationship building and such like that. And then, you know, his cigars are so great that they should be in the U.S. as well. And so we can do that. So let's just get together and just do that and take care of each other. And uh, Luciano makes the Delay Nicaragua, um, which just got some great ratings and will continue to get great ratings. It's kind of the, um, the sleeper in our line. I tell people all the time, it's like, man, you may not have tried this cigar, but you need to try that Delay Nicaragua. It's, it's in my opinion... That and White Panda were the two best cigars that we were bringing out at the trade show for PCA. Um, and sales showed that, but it was really, really good. And that cigar is such a great cigar. Um, so it's just more families, more relationship, more people hanging out together, more people that like each other, doing what they do to help each other because we all can do what we do to help other people that you know maybe don't do that. And, yeah. and, and that's how things work out really, really well. So Sally is a, a good personal friend, a great guy, um, super huge in the cigar community and great for the cigar community. And yeah. um, we're happy to be part of that. We don't make the Istanbul, um, um, and, uh, but we do distribute that for him. Right. And then uh, there'll be more stuff coming. Very cool. Yeah, he's, he's a character. He really is. Yeah. And uh, it was cool getting to know him in Las Vegas. And he's one of the things I appreciate uh, appreciate about him and really anybody in the cigar industry, kind of in the day and age that we're in, he is super active on social media and he's not shy about oh, yeah. it. And it's, it's, it's so great. He's, he's a really good promoter and, uh, but he's also a really good, um, uh, what's the word? I, I don't want to say judge of character, but he's, he's a really good guy at finding quality collaborators and yeah. he's done that time and time again. And, you know, him collaborating with Luciano is another example. And he's, mm -hmm. he's, he, he doesn't like to get into business with people who just don't really vibe with him. And, um, and I know that he vibes with Luciano 
and and a lot of other people in the cigar business and mm -hmm. uh i thought it was exciting to learn about that that collaboration with him and luciano uh yeah. and i think there's nothing but positivity that's going to come out of that totally man good people find good people you know um that's why you guys connected with luciano that's why you know i connect with you guys it's just good people find good people we do different things you know uh, nobody wants to see, uh, you know, Ed Trevino podcast, but you guys are killing it. And this is what we do is we get things together and we work together to figure out, you know, how we could be there and support each other, what we do. And we don't have to all do the same thing. This world would be terrible if we all did the same thing. You oh, know? Um, yeah. So it's super cool, actually. And and you're right. You know, Solly is, is one of those guys that finds good people because he is a good person. And uh, it's been cool. Yeah. It's It's nice when people that have like aura oh totally connect and then they just make the bigger aura, yeah. bigger light and and honestly it could be people with with divergent interests you know they don't like mm -hmm. the same music they don't like the same art they don't like the same food you know all but, that but but let's if, put it together and then make something beautiful yeah but if they just vibe on like an intellectual or or just a uh uh philosophical or a personal level they opposites can can just really put together some cool stuff, man. Yeah, that's totally true. Dude, it's totally like that. I mean, shoot, my wife is my partner and everything. I love her to death, but it's weird. She can't figure out which one's the front cup holder in the car. You know, she's like, oh, oh. the front one is the one closest to me, right? And I'm Same. like, no, the front one's the one front of the car, dude. What are we doing here? You know, it's just we yeah. think totally opposite. Uh, yeah. But she's, she's my partner to the core, man. She's just everything. But we see things. If there's two ways to do things, both of us are going to find a third you know, in different ways. So it's, it's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Honestly, every time we get into the car, I, I keep my, if I have a cup and she has a cup, I just wait for her to pick a cup holder. And I'm yeah. after she picks hers, then I'm going to, I doesn't matter. I don't care. I'll put what, wherever the cup, wherever there's an empty cup holder, I'll put my cup. You, you, you pick first because it changes every yeah. time. And I really don't care. My truck has three cup yeah. holders. If oh, she can have two, I'll take one. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And she needs two, probably, right? Probably. Yeah. One for her water. Did I, did I hear a did I hear in the background a Justin noise? Did he say something? Did something, uh, is there a noise back there? I'm here. I'm here. He's there. <laughs> he speaks. Yep. Justin does talk. I promise everybody, Justin does talk. Always. I mean, um, I'm just talking Only during the show, me. though. Sorry, Justin. He talks during the show, then afterwards you get silent. Or before the show, it's like he's <laughs> winding up for the show. Justin is a deep thinker. Justin oh, yeah. is Justin is oh, in, yeah. uh, Justin is a deep thinker. He has he has very deep thoughts about seriously. He has very deep thoughts about the world and the universe, <laughs> his place in it. And I agree with you. He's yeah. a mad scientist. He I've is a mad scientist. <laughs> he is a mad scientist. I've seen his notebooks. That's absolutely true. Look Those like, are dudes you watch out for. You keep them close. You guys are smart. <laughs> yeah, Those yeah. guys have already figured out 15 ways to kill you, but they just like you <laughs> enough. They won't worry about it. David's got it. David's yeah. Got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 20 to 13 Giants. That's oh, yeah. that's Green Bay for you. Oh, yeah. That's Green Bay. It's always next year. It's always next year. All right. Um, so, so, Ed, we're coming up on the, uh, you know, the Christmas season, which for me, it's my absolute favorite time of the year. Uh, not going to lie about it. I joke with people. I start listening to Christmas music very early. Um, but, you know, everybody, every family celebrates uh, the holidays in a different way. Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff. Um, it, but is there anything maybe 
that a lot of us in America would consider non-traditional that your family does for the Christmas season? Let's see. Um, man, that's a, that's a solid question. Um, let's see. I think that maybe we do a lot of the traditional uh, things, but uh, for dinner, we don't always do like a Christmas Eve. We don't always do like a crazy dinner or do all these, you know, things. We just make my mom's old spaghetti, you know, her, her original oh, recipe spaghetti. So nice. Uh, we have spaghetti for every single Christmas Eve. And um, I don't know, maybe that's probably not a normal thing unless you're in Italy or something. Maybe that's normal there. Um, but, but, you know, it's a, uh, it's one of those things that uh, maybe we do. It's a little different, but for us, it's, you know, there's a lot of aspects of, you know, the real story of Christmas in our minds. And we, we speak a lot. Just the birth of Christ and what's going on, just a little manger and a star. And that's pretty much it. So we're kind of those people, mm. uh, which I guess in this world, maybe people would think that's not normal uh, nowadays, but, um, but I think that, uh, it's it's more than just the commercialized aspect of things. It's definitely about people and and friendships and and um, you know showing people that we care. Yeah, no, I like that. I also uh, that's one thing I do during Christmas that maybe you can't do, or most people I forget most people in the country probably don't do. Uh, is I tend to like to go golfing on Christmas and New Year's because oh. I live in Arizona and you can do yeah. that. So you know, <laughs> I did so one time. Uh, and this was actually in a place that's not known for being warm, but um, 2002, my brother was getting married in the D.C., uh, yeah. Virginia area. And it just, and he got married at Christmas time. And it happened to be unseasonably warm uh, wow. for whatever reason. So it got up to like 55 degrees. I think it was December 23rd or 24th. So my dad and me and a friend of ours from high school and, and you know, some other guys got to, and my, my other brother, we got together and said, let's go golfing. And it was windy as all get out, but uh, I think it was Chris, either Christmas Eve or the day before. And um, played, uh, cool. played nine holes and I played horribly but the one the one bright spot to the round was on one of the par three holes i got my tee shot within two feet of the hole and was able to par that hole and feel slightly respectable that's not <laughs> it's that golf curse it's like i saw i'm totally. so i'm so terrible at golf but it's that one shot that you hit that just happens to be pretty good that keep, that makes you want to go back and play again. What's this golf? It'll bring you back. Justin, I, what is this yeah. sport? They talk called flog back in the day. Flog. Yeah. That's what the real name was. It's called flog. And then they it changed. should, it should be it called was, that like, uh, originally, but it should I hear be. another F word a lot on the golf course, but I don't think it's flog. <laughs> no, nah, it's not flog. Uh, rhymes with truck. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 I got I a question to, for you guys though, as far as Christmas part. goes, what's your favorite Christmas song? Ooh. The one that's got banded, actually. Baby, it's cold. Oh, Baby, it's cold outside. I love that. <laughs> that is a that is a really good song. And I'm, it's terrible. Did you like the elf band. version? Did you like the elf version with? Oh, that Zoe was pretty Deschanel good. Or whatever. That was pretty good. Yeah. Will Ferrell singing it together. That was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my, it's tough for me because I, I genuinely, I love Christmas music so much. I start listening in October. Um, I'm obsessed with Christmas music. Now, if we're talking like traditional old school church music, uh, because growing up in the mm -hmm. church, my mom being a church choir director, mm -hmm. me being a church music director for years and all that stuff, like old school, traditional, like choir music, church to hear the 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 King's College Choir in England sing in the bleak midwinter is like mm. still brings chills to my to my mind. But new school like, you know, more modern like say uh, tra uh traditional modern Christmas music, the the one that's just called The Christmas Song, mm -hmm. Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire written by Mo Mel Torme that hmm. doesn't Dude. get any better than that for me. I think there's another song. Velvet, man. I yeah. think Messenger does it, and it's a little drummer boy. They mm -hmm. redid it. Oh, that was uh, was that um, Messenger? Who was King that? King Country, I think. Uh, King, King, Country. Country. King Country for King. Boy. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. It is. It Dude. is incredible. We actually did that at church a few years ago. Our own version. I mean, basically, we just did their version of yes, it, and we got we got a bunch of big drums, and I got to be up there on stage with this bass drum as big as me, with these big mallets just pounding mm -hmm. away on the. It was awesome. Cool, it was a lot of fun. That's a great song. What about I like you, my Shane? boy Sean Miles, dude? Sean Miles was just chiming in real quick with "Christmas in Hollis" by Run DMC. Oh, I, I love that. Like that. that is best best hip hop Christmas song of all yeah. time. Hands Sorry, Justin, go ahead. Um. Mine has a little bit of a story to it. So I, I have like, uh, he's dead now, but he was, he was uh, my grandpa and he was a Purple Heart vet. And he always told this story about the, uh, the song Silent Night mm. when he was in the war in Germany. And uh, one night, all of a sudden, all the gunshots, it was Christmas night and all the gunshots stopped and you heard all the Germans in the background seeing Silent Night. Oh, in the background Ooh. over everybody seriously I got, I got chills that one night and he always told that story all the time so that's that's gotta Dude, be a memorable man uh song for me silent nights uh, that's you know up. that experience and he he made it back from the war with the purple heart and all that oh, but that that's that was uh yeah that was something that's always stuck with me so that's, that's beautiful. very cool brother very cool legit that the arms awesome. the arms on my yeah. the, the hairs on my arms are standing yeah. up right I now that's just that a, been the that's a beautiful story one of those yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that's enough to make. You're right, man. That's enough to make the arms on your hair stand up. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I do talk. What's, what's yours, Ed? Yeah, uh, I think, man, really one that strikes me every time, and I got to stop and listen is probably Noel and the version by uh, Chris Hamlin or Chris Tomlin and uh, Lauren Daigle. Oh, that's a great one. It's out right now. It's that's like, a dude, great are you kidding me? It's like, dude, every time it sounds so good. I don't think Lauren Dangle makes a bad song. She's she's so she's good. Incredible. Um, she sing. I actually did one of these days. I bet she's not yeah. so good at selling cigars, though. See, that's why we're all different. <laughs> See, that's all. We all have different spots. We all have different spots. Years ago, I one of these days I have to because I have like a. a not so good live recording of it, but one of these days I have to sit down and like record it for real. I did like a total rearrangement of the first Noel. Really? Like the words are, the lyrics are the same, but I, it's a completely different time signature, different melody, different everything. And, um, I thought it was kind of fun. It was kind of cool. I thought, but one of these days I have to actually like record it and put it up on SoundCloud or something. That'd be cool. So that'd be cool. 
we might do that one year. Maybe by the 18th next by the next show. By the, oh yeah, I'll get yeah. it. I'll get that done with my schedule. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Christmas quick, is coming, bro. We're all sitting around waiting here. <laughs> oh well, I'll I'll call my brother and see if he can get me in the studio. Um. All right. Uh, I think it's time. Oh, no. mystery, oh. mystery beverage. All right. So. It's really good. As you can see, I only have like a tiny little bit left. Um, this rum is very good. I really, I don't know Panamanian rums as well as I know Dominican rums. Um, and the, uh, it, uh, he always gets you with this too. It, and it's like, it might, you will never think it is. It, exactly. The only, <laughs> the only, honestly, the only Panamanian rum that I can think of right now that I have had before and enjoyed a lot is El Dorado. Does it taste like that? A, a little bit. Oh, let's make this bigger. What, what it's that? Kirkland again. That's what I said. <laughs> again. You did it to me again. It's Kirkland. It's Costco oh, again. Dude. Now, do we know who makes that? We don't worry about that. Because <laughs> that El might Dorado. be that might be El Dorado rum. Yeah. Yeah. So Costco's always has a bourbon or a mm -hmm. scotch or rum that they get farmed out. And I've been introducing them to it lately. And I think they I don't drink, but I think from everybody everything I've heard, they punch way beyond their weight. It's their it's price. very good. It's and their price points are fantastic yeah, because so. they just put their own brand name on it instead of you know whatever mm -hmm. so uh i'm gonna do some digging i'm find out if it's el dorado let me know yeah yeah thank you for this this is a good pour um but now, i, I think it, it is it time i think it is all right guys it is now time for this week's numero de los muertos and as always numero de los muertos is brought to us by our friends at smoke in Thinking the same thing. I'm ready for Chinese. Food I want Chinese that. food right now. I totally. <laughs> that was a catchy totally jingle right there, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm digging it. Man, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna have to see after the show's over if there's a place I can order like late night pot stickers or oh, something. Seriously, no, I won't do that. But no. I wish I could. Okay. All right, this week's numero de los muertos. What do you got? The number is nineteen. Nineteen. So Ed, if you're not familiar with numero de los muertos. We give a number, and um, you, along with our viewers, and along with Justin and Raul, you get to play 20 questions or 40 questions or whatever it takes to guess uh, why these people died. Um, or in this particular case, 
where where okay so this is uh this is not a cause of death this is a location location and this is real this isn't fiction this is real it is not fiction okay hmm is this on land yes and is this location like a type of place or an actual physical city or it's a type of place so this can be around the world could be anywhere, and yet, and there are examples from everywhere in the so world. The type of place is yeah. it a workplace accident or something related? No. To that? no. See, Ed, you had to tell him to talk. Now he won't stop. Uh, <laughs> how about a volcano, David Floyd? Uh, no volcanoes. Mitchell says on a cruise ship. Um, there, I would have to. There, there was one example that did happen on a ship, but that's not a okay. deciding factor. Okay. I was going to say the North Pole, but yeah. Not, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe there was, yeah. Not a tsunami. Uh, not a tsunami. Yeah. More than a tsunami. Is it weather related? Not weather related. Are there animals involved? Animals? Very good question. Uh, no animals were involved. Stupidity involved. Stupid. I think in some of the cases, I mean, I'd have to dig through, but in mm. some of the cases, this is a particular um, type of location that Just we're looking to pour for. Some salt in the wound Packers fans tonight. <laughs> From Tom. Hey, Dax. Uh, yeah. Hello, Dax. How you doing, be. buddy? It could be. And then we got Dax is rock climbing. It's not rock climbing. In the bathroom from David Floyd. There's a lot more than 19 die a year. <laughs> Mitchell. In a home. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give the so David and Mitchell. Okay. In so David narrowed it down to in the bathroom. Yeah. Mitchell nailed it in a home with on the toilet. Oh, oh I couldn't see the so mainly heart attacks so in in history too hard uh as far as documented cases of people dying while they were on the toilet okay there are 19 of those cases is this the number two or number one uh i well one was elvis okay right that's what elvis Elvis was the one yeah Pot, pot stickers might be involved too. <laughs> what a shitty way to go. That's so a- <laughs> the uh, the earliest case found, um, not officially a toilet, but Outhouse? in 581 BC mm. in China, somebody fell into a latrine pit. Ooh. And died. That would be really yeah. crappy. Yeah. Dude, and I saw I saw that at a porta potty at the Phoenix Open. <laughs> <laughs> Some girl dropped her phone in there and tried to go in after it. She was drinking a little. Oh yeah. She came, she came out blue. Yeah. And <laughs> I was gonna actually look like a Smurf. The most she recent case blue. that's documented uh, was in Seoul, South Korea, and uh, this person um, had a heart attack on their toilet at home. Uh, and then there's many other cases in between. Um, well, David Floyd almost died on toilet once. He said, "Whoa, yeah, pushing a one big one out." Well, and the most the most famous case has got to be Elvis. Yeah, uh, August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven. Elvis Presley died from cardiac arrest while he was on the toilet in his home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, I although I don't think the uh, the coroner ever definitively said, but it was suspected by many that the cardiac arrest was brought on drug. by a drug overdose. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true, yeah. really, because right. coroner never yeah. really checked for anything like that. It just 
they tested for cardiac arrest I mean, and they said, yeah, that's what one plus it. one is two. One plus one. Well, <laughs> yeah. You're a, you're a firefighter. You've seen a lot of medical stuff. So you one plus one is two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 19 right, people die on the three. toilet. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry <laughs> <laughs> and to all a good night. <laughs> uh, so that was this week's numero de los muertos. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the lightning round. And the lightning round brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. So, Ed, this is cool because your first time on the show, you get some of the original OG lightning round questions. All right. So uh, let's start with this one. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? thoughts of one living person there's not a lot of people i want to spend that much time listening to <laughs> um, <laughs> um let's see uh should this supposed to be a lightning round i'm failing already no um, there's no there's no, there's no clock on this thing oh that's good let's see um i think that someone would be really interesting to hear for 10 minutes and hear what their inner thoughts are would be dave chappelle Yes. Great. I love that. The people have answered that before and it's I think it's a great answer. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Dave Chappelle usually says what he think he's thinking. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if there's so a that's why I want to know what's going on in his <laughs> head. Is because yeah. we hear the stuff that comes out, dude. I think yeah. it's cool. I don't think there's a filter no. in between there, but I still would just just in case I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. The process. Yeah. All right. So Ed. If you were about to get into a fight, mm. what would your soundtrack music be? Um, not much of a fighter. Um, but shoot, if I got to that point, I guess we're going. So maybe Green Lights by NF. I don't think I've heard that song. No. 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 Yeah, I don't know. He's a Detroit rapper guy. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Green lights, though, man. Just all I see is green lights. Let's go. Nice. I love it. It's go time, baby. All right. Oh, it's on me? Um, so, the most underrated fast food and the most overrated fast food. Oh. Well, overrated. I might make some people mad for sure on this one, but uh, I'll go with Whataburger. I've never had it. Uh, Oh, what oh you said that yeah. a couple weeks ago. Somebody said that. Yeah, Whataburger's good. It's in Texas. I thought it was one of the guys from Lovely Cigars yeah, that said yeah. that that said the same thing. Same said thing, Whataburger yeah. was overrated. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Yeah. Underrated. What's underrated. Shoot. Um, let's see. You guys are asking questions. I don't really do a whole lot. I'm kind of a fat guy, so I try not to eat a lot of uh, you know fast food. Um. 
Nobody joke. Nobody laughs there. Jeez, that I'm a I'm a fat guy because I eat a lot of fat. You just see see my head tilt like a dog. I'm like "Mm." (laughs) that would that would kind of hurt my heart there that nobody nobody laughed. Yeah, you're right, bro. You shouldn't do that. Uh, No, um, let's see. Underrated fast food. um, Shoot, I don't know, man. Uh, What's your favorite? When I go, I'm, I'm always getting into tacos, man. It's like, for me, it's like, you know, the, the whole media taco thing going on right now. Oh, so I'm thinking like yeah. local chains, nobody would know. Um, but, you know, any of the media taco joints, man, I think that's the underrated stuff. You got to get into that stuff. And it's like French dip tacos, man. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. I love those. And Dave, so, so loyal viewer, David Floyd, I love you, brother. The loaded hash browns of Duncan. I'll say this. I've I've had the like food items, the non-donut food items from Duncan a couple times. And I really haven't enjoyed it. Mm. I didn't like, know they had non-donuts. Like, like <laughs> they have like breakfast sandwiches yeah. and stuff like that. I just didn't like it. I didn't think I tasted like microwave. No, the only thing to go to Duncan Donuts is for donuts. That's it. Yeah. Maybe a cup of coffee. Yeah, coffee, donuts, yeah. but yeah, the the like regular food there, I haven't enjoyed it mm. myself. But may, I'll try the loaded hash browns. I'll give them a shot. I mean, yeah. what's it going to do? You know. Yeah, I'm down with the uh, you know In and Out is what I'm seeing too. In and Out, I think is you know not really underrated because people just love them, especially where mm-hmm. I come from in the West. You know, it's like a big thing, but they're definitely good. Right, yeah, In and Out Burger. I tried to like it. Yeah. Uh, Emmett from Blind Man's Puff. Mm. You know, tried to get me to love In and Out Burger as much as he loves it, and I tried it a couple times. And I sort of, I probably just to save Emmett's feelings, I probably pretended that I loved it more than I did. But um, I, I think the burgers are okay. I think the fries for the first two minutes out of the fryer are great. <laughs> Past two minutes, they're like shoe leather. Yeah. So if you don't get the fries immediately out of the fryer. They're terrible. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ed. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The zombies are coming. Watch out behind oh, you. Dude. <laughs> right up my alley. Okay. You get to pick three people for your zombie apocalypse survival squad. Who do you pick and why? Three people from like <laughs> industry related people. Sorry, cigar like, industry. Uh, cigar industry related people on your zombies. Um, survival squad well shoot yeah you can't uh, say like was... seal team six i mean that would be a great pick but yeah i would just immediately pick three of them <laughs> no no my head went straight to freaking norman Reedus right away dude i'm like that dude he knows what's up freaking motorcycle guy too it's like that dude knows what's up yeah let's see um from the cigar industry um Let's see. I, I bet. Hmm. I would say just for entertainment value, seeing him try to fight him. I think Pete Johnson would be my boy for sure. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Him trying to mess with those things. That's a good dude. Um, Son Miles, that, uh, someone that runs slower than you, Ed, you need a victim. Oh, Shoot, there's probably a couple of those out there. It's good. Point. You don't have to outrun the zombies. <laughs> you just have to outrun the guys you're with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm one of these guys that probably, you know, there's 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 a few friends that will be like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out at Ed's house if things go weird. So 
Uh, I live in Arizona for a reason. So a lot of ways that that's to, I sort of, I don't think from the perspective or the, the perspective of protection, because, you know, uh, you should definitely always have those sorts of, you know, a lot of ammunition and such. And usually I'm mm -hmm. okay there. But uh, <laughs> trying to go into some of these things, man. I, um, I get what he's you know, saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, shoot. I like my boy, uh, one of the guys locally, one of our guys. Uh, I think it'd be awesome to have, you know, Mike the Greek out there because that dude would just talk the zombies to death. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think that'd be cool. It'd be funny. It'd be like, damn, those guys are going to be occupied with him for a while. So I'm he'd good. make a sale too. Yeah, he'd probably make a sale there too. He's good dude. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, shoot, man. I mean, man, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of some guys that would be good for that. I'm not sure the cigar industry is full of guys that you'd want in your corner for, for zombie <laughs> apocalypse. You know, look at it, some of these guys. I don't know. Um, well, somebody you could outrun. Yeah. Let's somebody see. with a plane, their own island. Yeah, somebody with a plane or an island or yeah, somebody with lots of guns. I yeah, don't get invited to planes, man. I think, yeah, I think I'm fine there. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Maybe I think, I think. Nestor Placencia could probably get around pretty darn easy. Yeah. So that's probably a dude that would be able to get us around pretty good. So, so I think that would be a great dude to have in the, in the corner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic choices. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a good team. All right, let's like, jump. Maybe I put more thought into it than normal. Maybe, you know, people just rattle them off, you know, I don't know, but no, oh, man, no, just, you did. A, you did great. We get, it's a we get all kinds of different bro. teams. We get, we get teams of, um, we get teams of, of just like introspective, like conversational people that will just be good to hang out with. We get mm -hmm. teams of people that have lots of guns. We get teams of people, uh, where maybe rebuild the cigar community yeah, after the zombie. Yeah. Rebuild it. yeah. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah. All answers are good. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. All right, let's be great to have Luciano around for sure, just because of the fact that you know there's going to be tobacco everywhere. He's got secret squirrel everywhere. We yeah, run go. out of cigars <laughs> after that. So that would be a good, good, good point. Yeah, and he'll find you know if you're if you're traveling across the country, you know, in the United mm -hmm. States, or especially if you happen to get trapped during the zombie apocalypse while you're in Nicaragua. Yeah. Oh, he's got, he's got you. Uh, I mean, while the while the tobacco is like you know. You know the the tobacco in the in the bales is right. like ready. Yeah. It's like okay, this is this stuff is ready to be rolled into yeah. cigars. That what a horrible yeah. thing that Could would be. Could you imagine him locked up in a house for a, <laughs> a couple months while you get all the zombies situated? Dude, what do you come up with? I'll be, I'll be out front on guard or up in the top step story or whatever. You know, I've got everything scoped out yardage wise yeah. and everything <laughs> like that. While he's making cigars, so yeah. that we can end up, you know, yeah, we'll have to have the shortage there. So that'd be that'd exactly. be a pretty good little setup. Yeah, just bring me a cigar every couple hours, and I'm good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump into this week's Notable Smokable. Notable Smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. All right, so, Ed, each week, all of us name a cigar that we've smoked recently 
that was notable to us. Now, this could be the cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just smoked for the first time in a very long time. Or this could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we tried for the first time ever. Obviously, you're smoking mostly Luciano cigars. But if you ever get a chance to jump outside of the company portfolio, what is something you smoked recently that stood out to you? Let's see. I think probably a cigar that I smoked fairly recently that I actually really liked was the Olmec cigar. It's a pretty pretty darn good oh, cigar. Yeah. I was impressed with that. I like that one, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul, what about you? Then I'm a Kubi. Oh, yes. Yeah, room 101. Yeah. Mm. Smoked that before the show tonight. Yeah. Old OG Namakubi. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Justin, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with the Espinosa 10 year. I had that one one oh. night, I think, this week. So that was a, a good one overall from start to finish. Yeah, that's that's a good cigar. And there, I think there's still some available at Burn down in Burnsville, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, my uh, notable smokable, I went back a little bit. A few years, not a super long time, to uh, the original release, uh, uh, La Flor Dominicana, the LFD Lanox. And that's the one with the uh, sort of bluish, purplish, and gray band. Um, Really enjoy that cigar. Nice, long, you know, it's it's that sort of Churchill size. Mm -hmm. Uh, slow, Slow burner, tons of smoke output. A lot of flavor, a lot of spice, a lot of sweetness. Yummy. Good cigar from LFD. So definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, just this past week, actually. Uh, so that was this week's Notable Smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. All right, guys. We're getting ready to close out the year 2023, so let's uh, give you the skinny on what we have coming up on How About That Cigar Live in the next few weeks. And our coming attractions brought to you by A.J. Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Diaz de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. All right, so coming up next week on the 18th, that is our annual year-in-review show. So we're going to go through the box that's uh, on the wall behind us. That's got uh, cigar bands that have been smoked uh, throughout the year. Uh, We're also going to – so we'll go through that box and talk about some of the stuff we smoked a lot. Uh, We'll talk about some of the key events of the cigar industry that happened in 2023 Mm -hmm. uh, and sort of have a nice, uh, fun time closing out. Uh, closing out the year. Uh, Then we'll be off for the holidays and you will see us back again on January 8th. And that is when we will present our top 10 lists, uh, top 10 cigars for 2023. Uh, Then following that on January 15th, we have none other than Abe DeBabna, honest Abe himself from smoke in uh, with a little bit of a, the great smoke 2024 preview. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, this is the the year of the dragon for uh, for uh, the Great Smoke. So exciting theme. I think it's going to be fun. I and hope, I'm still hungry for Chinese food right now. I hope the whole three, four days that we're down there is all Chinese food. 
I'd be okay with that. Honestly, <laughs> I would be okay with that. But honestly, if we're, we're, if we're in, I'll be hungry we're in yeah, South right. Florida, I'd be okay if it's tacos yeah. too, because they make fire tacos down there. Yeah. Boynton beach, Chinese food. I don't know. Maybe it's good. <laughs> Maybe hey, it's good. every town has a Chinese place. Hey, yeah, dude, I, I love Abe. Abe is such a good dude, man. You guys yeah. can have a great time down there, man. Such he a good is, dude. He's a lot of fun. The, the event he puts on is absolutely stellar. So Some I can't super, wait. Super special friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. Um, all right. So Ed, thank you so much for being on the show. If you would please give our viewers and, and listeners an idea, where is the best place for them to keep up with everything going on with Luciano cigars? Yeah, I'd, uh, definitely follow us at Lucio, Luciano cigars, uh, on Instagram. We do a lot there for sure. Uh, all the different social media platforms, getting all that active, uh, Luciano cigars.com. But, you know, I think that really, uh, uh, you know, Instagram, social media stuff, you're going to see all that out there and, uh, cigars are so good. Stay, pay attention to your local podcast and, and organizations such as how about that cigar, because they're always going to have all the updates of the great stuff we're doing. Um, so, uh, that's, that's pretty much what we do. Go through socials. Fantastic brother. We appreciate your time tonight, man. Thank you okay. so much for being on our show. Thanks brother. Dude. God bless. Man, you guys are great people, man. I really thank you so much and putting up with my, uh, my messiness and craziness out here, but I just love people and love cigars. So thanks for having me guys. Absolutely. Thanks brother. All right. Viewers and listeners guys, thank you so much for being the best part of how about that cigar live. We thank you so much for watching here live on Facebook and live on YouTube. And of course, if you're watching after the fact on Facebook or YouTube or listening after the fact on the audio podcast, guys, it means the world to us. Thank you so much. It would mean the world to us even more. If you would take a second to subscribe to all the channels and uh, click the like button on all the videos. It really, really means a lot to us. If you have questions for any of us, you can email us on the website. How about that cigar.com. Be sure to follow us on all your favorite social media platforms at HBT cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks guys. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.